0: Hey there friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, and take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Now if you're a student, you may hear this often, so what are you going to be? What are you going to do with your life? What are your plans for your life after graduation? What kind of job do you want? Sometimes it's like we have to have the entire entirety of our life figured out. You may not even be a student, and you may be already in the workforce. You may be married, and you may be asking yourself that. You know, what do I want to do with my life? I'm still trying to figure it out, Right. When we're talking about this series of Discovering the Real You, we've gone through and identified as a believer in Jesus Christ that you are a masterpiece. I do not want you to forget that. I want that to resonate because that is the truth about who you are. We're summing up now, really, our study. We went in and looked at our identity, how our identity is separated from our purpose for a reason. That way we don't find ourselves in an identity crisis. We looked at how Satan plants thoughts in our minds, lies, and how you and and I must take those thoughts captive and we must speak truth back to ourselves. We have to get out of our own head because we'll begin to believe those lies. And so as we begin to finalize this idea of discovering the real you, we have to understand at the very end of it, discovering God's will, because our purpose is not our identity, but our purpose is closely related many times to who we are and what we do. And God's will follow suit right in that. Now, if I was to ask you, do you know God's will for your life right now? What would you say? I know many times I may ask a question like that in a Bible study setting or in a service and ask people to acknowledge by raising their hand, and many times, the most of the time, a fraction of the people will raise their hand and say that they know God's will for their life, and that may be you. You may say, yes, I know God's will. That's great. You may be listening and say, I'm not quite sure of God's will. I couldn't raise my hand on that. And that's not a problem. We're going to talk about discovering God's will for your life on this episode. One passage here in Colossians chapter one, Paul writes this. He said, I do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Secondly, we'll be fruitful in every good work. And then thirdly, we'll increase in the knowledge of God. Simply put, success is doing what you were created to do. It's fulfilling God's will, which is why we must know God's will so that we can do God's will. We're going to look at this idea of God's will. So how will we define God's will? Very simply, we would say God's will is his specific plan or purpose for your life. We make it go deeper with that, but it's just in general, it's his specific plan. Just for you, remember we said it this way, he dreamed a dream for your life. God has a dream for your life. It's not a mystery. God's will is not a mystery. It's knowable and understandable. God's will is attainable. It can be fulfilled each and every day. God's will is not a demand. It is a choice. It never violates your free will. In Romans chapter 12 describes God's will for us. It says this, uh, that you may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. So God's will is good, it is pleasing, and it is perfect. So doing God's will will do this. It will bring you excitement. It will bring you happiness and fulfillment. Honestly, understanding and doing God's will will answer the big questions of life. Why am I here? Where am I going? What is my purpose? Why do I have certain talents and abilities in comparison to other people? So as we think about defining God's will, it's a specific plan or purpose for your life. And a big thing is I want you to think about God's will this way. God's will is in the present. We hear and say this all the time. What is God's will for my life? We'll ask that or we'll say, hey, what's God's will for your life to someone else? Really, we're talking more about what God wants for our future when we ask this question. So really, we're speaking about his unrevealed will or plan for our lives. But an unrevealed will is not knowable, nor is it doable. So you and I have to be careful that we don't focus and worry so much on what we do not know. You see, God's will is in the present. It's all about today. God has revealed his will to you. Now, there may be more that comes in the future, but you can't do what you don't know. And that's why we have to focus on God's will for today. He's revealed his will and he's already told us what he wants us to do throughout Scripture. You can go to Scripture and see that you're not supposed to steal, that you are God's will is for you to pray. God's will is for you to share the gospel with other people, for you to use your talents and abilities for him to uh, to love God, that is God's will. To love others as yourself, that is God's will. And we could go all the way through Scripture and look at all these different aspects of what we know we are to do. Now, if God directed you, to go to the college that you're attending or God directed you to go to the vocation that you're in and you prayed about it and you felt God was directing you there, then if you're a student, then God's will is for you to be there to give your best in your classes and to love others as yourself, to share the gospel within the area that God has given you. That is God's will for your life. Now, there may be some other specifics and some other generalities to God's will, but if you've prayed and you're sitting there as a freshman, whether high school or college, and that's what God's will is for you, then that's what you need to give your 100% to. If you prayed and God has you in the vocation where you're at, and you know God has put you there, then guess what? God's will for your life is for you to give your life, your all, to that vocation. If God's placed you in a family, if he's given you uh, the role of a husband or wife, then your, God's will for your life is to do what? Is to give 100% to that role. Stop thinking of God's will as some big future event. God's will is knowable and doable today, and we would say you're never more in the center of God's will than being obedient in what he has for you today. And we'll say success, we all want to be successful, I believe. If I asked you, do you want to be successful, you would say, yes, I do, I desire to be successful, I desire to to accomplish what God has for me. You see, success is doing what you were created to do. Success is simply fulfilling God's will for your life, and you can only do what you know today. So stop worrying about what you don't know that's way off in the future. And then I would say this about God's will. God's will is always unfolding. God does not give it all to us at one time. Thankfully, you know, I'm I'm taking classes for a master's degree right now, and some of those classes will have a short syllabus, uh, just a couple pages long. Uh, Some of them uh, will maybe be a page, but there's a few of them that have been 20 to 25 pages long. Can I say that's overwhelming? It's like, oh my word, what is this class going to be like? Am I going to be able to handle it? It's almost too much requirements and too much information at one time. And see, God, God's will is always unfolding. It's not like the syllabus where you understand everything that's required, everything set out for you, and you just have to follow through and do it. You see, God will unfold his will as you and I are ready. But the important part of understanding that is we have to be obedient to what we know now. And as God desires, he will unfold more of his will for our lives. Why on earth would I, as a father, give more responsibility to my 16-year-old son who's being disobedient to the responsibility I've already given him? Why on earth would your heavenly father, God, reveal more of his will to you and me if we're both being disobedient to what he's already revealed? That would make no sense. And sometimes we think of God's will like this, almost like it's a mystery. That's why I said that at the beginning. It's not a mystery. Uh, When we traveled a lot and uh, going down the interstate, you get to certain places, especially if you go through Tennessee close to uh, Pigeon Forge, uh, Gatlinburg area, you'll see a lot of those signs that are electronic and they'll flash different advertisements. And they'll be up there for maybe 10 seconds. Another one will flash, another one. They're making a big bang for their bucks, what they're doing. But saying that, sometimes we think God's will is going to be like that. We're going to be driving along through life and all of a sudden it's going to flash on the screen for those 10 seconds. And if we don't see it and read it and grab it, because, you know, sometimes you're driving by when it changes and you barely can see what's up there. That if we don't see it and grab it, it's gone forever. You see, that's not the character of God. God has dreamed a dream for your life because he created you as a masterpiece and he wants you to know and do his will. And if he wants you to know and do his will, then he's going to reveal his will to you. God is not going to try to hide his will from us. He loves you and he desires to guide you into his will for your life. So we can understand maybe what God's will is, but how can we discover God's will? Well, Romans chapter 12 tells us two things that need to happen. It says there in verse number one, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. And as you do that, it says it's wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. There needs to be a surrender of your will. He says here is a living sacrifice. A sacrifice is something that is killed. That's what I think about. It's dead. But a sacrifice is something that's set apart for and completely given over to God. And so there has to be a surrender of your will to the will of God. There has to be a time in your life when you have acknowledged and surrendered your will over to what God wants. Did you know Jesus even battled with this? And can I say surrendering your will is not easy? Because you have things that you want to do. You have places that you want to go. You have dreams you want to see accomplished. You have goals you want to see accomplished. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have the same. But sometimes we think if we're going to submit to God's will and follow God's will, then I'm not going to be able to do all the things that I want to do. And sometimes we fail to realize that many of those things that are already in our heart came from somewhere, and typically it's God who puts them there. But Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he's going to be crucified. He's praying, he's sweating drops of blood, as Scripture says. And he said, Lord, if there be some other way, let this cup pass from me. Meaning, God, if there's another way that you could allow salvation besides me dying on this cross, could you please allow that to happen? But then Jesus said this, not my will be done, but thine will. Not my will, but thine be done. He said, God, I wish there was another way, if there could be, but regardless, I'm saying what your will is, I'm submitting I am surrendering my will to your will. And this surrendering that happens leads to you and I discerning what God's will is. It says this. He says, look, present your bodies a living sacrifice. And it goes down that. So if you do this, this will happen that you may prove or discern what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do you want to discover God's will? In this passage, it says you need to surrender. You need to present your bodies a living sacrifice. You need to surrender your will to Him. And so surrendering gives you the ability to discover God's will and God's plan for your life. Without the surrender, there can be no discovering. But if you surrender, you can discover. And I would say this, just through understanding, through life, God uses five elements to reveal His his will in our lives. He uses, number one, His Word. Secondly, prayer. Thirdly, circumstances in our lives, open doors, closed doors. Fourthly, other people. And number five is peace. God will use these. It may not be all of them. It may be some of them. It may be one of them. But God is always, as I've discerned his will, and especially when it comes to the bigger decisions in life of knowing what to do here, take this job, move here, do this in ministry, whatever it is, is his word will give you guidance, prayer, Circumstances. Sometimes the circumstances, you don't even invite them in your life. You have no control over them. God is working. To guide you in his will, other people will speak to you or cause something to happen. But then there's always that peace. And the Bible says the peace of God passes all understanding. Sometimes we don't understand how God's working or understand how that decision could be the best decision because it doesn't look that way. But we feel God is guiding and God will give that peace in our life to allow us to know, yes, this is my will. So we understand what God's will is, we understand how we can discover it through that surrender. And then what about doing God's will? Let me just give you a few thoughts as we sum this up here in our last few moments. You can only do what you know. You can only do what you know of God's will. And this is God's will for today. You should be able to know and discover what God's will is for today. And then I would say this in searching for God's will in the future, don't miss what he has for today. You see, I'm emphasizing God's will is in the present because I see too many people concerned about the future and missing what God has for them today. You see, God has already revealed his will. The question is, are we being obedient to that? And then thirdly here, as we think about doing God's will, the bigger things, which is what you're looking for, what I'm looking for in God's will, come in obedience in the mundane ordinary days. So those bigger things, the next step, the, the billboard flash, come in obedience in the mundane, those boring, ordinary days. Think about it. Moses watched sheep for 40 years. Wow, what a boring job out in the desert, taking care of sheep, making sure they're fed, making sure no other animals is going to hurt them. And in that job, God did what? All of a sudden, on an ordinary day, God appeared to him in the burning bush, and God revealed the next step. Of Moses' life. Really, that burning bush moment changed Moses' life. Then Nehemiah, think about him. He worked a regular nine-to-five job as the king's cupbearer. He's there doing his job day in, day out, and his brother comes and pays him a visit and tells him about the walls of Jerusalem are torn down, and there's great destruction there. And God burdens his heart by what he heard, and God called him to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls. David is a young man, a teenager, was simply obeying his father by taking food to his brothers. And as he goes there, just being obedient to dad, doing something boring, delivering food to his brothers, he discovered Goliath. And he knew right then and there that God would have him to fight the giant. And as he fought the giant, God delivered Israel tremendously and would crown David as king. David's life was changed, and God revealed more of his will there on a trip to deliver some lunch. But I'll say this just as a word of caution. God has a will for you, and God's will is perfect. But understand this, if God has a will, then Satan has a will for you as well. Satan has a desire for you to go on a path that is opposite or very close to God's path, but not God's path. And we have to be aware of that. And that's why we have to surrender our will to God, to discover his will. That's why we have to pay attention to his word, to people, circumstances, peace, and prayer to discover his will. Just, as, just like God has a mate for you, Satan has a mate for you. And so we have to be mindful of that. But can I say this? I asked you a question at the very beginning. If you, do you know God's will for your life right now? I don't know how you would answer. I can't see you, right? Because we're doing this through a podcast. But if you couldn't answer that question, can I say this? God has revealed his will to you. And I think sometimes we just need to be mindful and kind of stop and go, okay, yes, this is what God has revealed to me. And then we have to ask ourselves, am I being obedient to what God has revealed? Yes, I desire to know the next step. I do. I want to follow God's will. I want to know what needs to happen after school. Uh is this job permanent? You know, what about a maid and, and life and marriage? And these are big questions. And God will guide you. But what we have to focus on is the today God's will in the present so what is God's will for your life right now maybe you need to take a moment whenever you stop or if you are and just jot down what you feel like God's will in your life is for today and then make sure you're being obedient in fulfilling God's will